Hi, everybody. This is Colliding Worlds Radio, and we're back, and we're talking about art. And I want you to know that, you know, what we're trying to do is to give you an overview of not just art that's in the Coachella Valley, but art that's all over the world. And different places have different perspectives. Different artists see the world differently, and that's what kind of makes the world interesting. And when you have something like Fusion Art, which is a digital online location for art, it's an opportunity for an artist in Zimbabwe to submit a piece or an artist from Napa to submit a piece and to get it in front of the eyeballs of a lot of people. So fusion is kind of like a world, you know, the world is your oyster kind of thing, Valerie Hoffman. So what do you think of all of that? The the amount of, you know, what talent that you can you can draw from? Well, actually, it's amazing. The the art that we see, uh, you know, the talent that, that actually enters our competitions, it's you know, as we've grown as a gallery and become, you know, more present on the internet and that kind of thing, the talent that that is entering our our competitions is amazing, and it, it comes from all over the world. I mean, we average at least a dozen, if not more, different countries every exhibition or competition. There's, you know, there's artists from the U.S., Australia, the U- U.K., uh, you know, Europe, uh, South Africa. They're they're from all over. And that's what's the interesting thing. One of the cool things about art is it is a universal language. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily need to speak Russian or French or Japanese to understand the work, mm-hmm. um, even if it includes words. There's something about art that it, it just seems to cross over all of those barriers. Yeah, it's universal. It really is. It, you know, it doesn't matter what language you speak. Art, because art is subjective. It's going to speak to people of all cultures, all you know, religions, all nationalities, that kind of thing. That's what I love about art. Now let's go back to Fusion. Fusion Art hosts these various exhibitions, various um, juried events. Mm-hmm. I, can't really, I don't really want to call them show, but so how do you choose your, your topics? You know, you had watercolor, you had this, you had that. How do you decide which which exhibition is going to be what and why did you pick those well we we started out you know doing just you know kind of uh subjects that seem to have a lot of people you know creating art you know animals waterscapes uh abstract that kind of thing but we've expanded into you know different kinds like right now we have uh, a quarterly exhibit uh, competition that's running called into the wild and it's all wildlife and um you know, we've just found as we've gone along that there are certain subject matters that are more popular than others. So we tend to do those as in our monthly and in our quarterly. We try to do things that maybe aren't so popular, a subject matter, but something that is, you know, a little bit different. We um, earlier this year, we had an all women uh, quarterly competition where we it was, it was only women artists. We've done, again, as you said, watercolor we did for one. Uh, photography. So it's all photography and digital art. But um, again, we found as we've gone along that some work, some don't. The ones that don't really work and don't get a very good response, we just don't repeat. That's a, that's an interesting thing too. When you, what I like about having a digital gallery is you don't have to hang it, um, <laughs> which there's, there is definitely an art to hanging it. Mm-hmm. But th- that, that's an attraction for some of the artists too, because they don't have to pay for shipping of their artwork. They don't you know, risk damage to their artwork, that kind of thing. And and, and it's like when they say size matters mm-hmm. in a gallery, size matters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's the weight of the piece, as you said, shipping the piece, hanging the piece, insuring the piece. There's a lot mm-hmm. of elements that go into having the mm-hmm. business. And sometimes I see artwork that I'm like, oh, my God, I would so love to showcase this in my gallery. But shipping it or the weight of it is just – or the height of it mm-hmm. is prohibitive. Mm-hmm. You don't have those restrictions. Not for the online. We do have that uh, situation when with our annual group show here in Palm Springs because um, it's the best in show winners are invited. Some participate, some don't. And it's all different sizes though because we don't have size limitations. For Now, for the group show that will be in February, mm-hmm. how many artists are involved in that show? Well um, – we don't have a definite head count yet. Um, the letters are just starting to go out to the artists because sometimes what will happen is the artist will sell the piece in the time that um, in the time that we have the show to the time that we actually have the group show. So um, because we instituted the artist spotlight series, which now the uh, the artist spotlight winners are also invited in addition to the best in show winners. We're going to have invited are going to be approximately 72 artists. As far as how many are going to actually participate, I don't know yet. But uh, that's that's quite a monumental mm-hmm. undertaking when you have that many people involved mm-hmm. in the different artwork. And, and I remember one year when you had the group show, you had to spread out into another gallery because there was just so much. And yes. it was all what was interesting about those shows is that the, the work was very diverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you didn't say everybody just. I need a picture of a sunflower and everybody do the same thing. When you went and you saw the group show, it, it was a good cross-section of different styles of, of work. It was different styles, different subject matters, again, because our competitions are different subject matters, and it's only the best in show winners who are invited. And as I said, now the artist spotlight. In fact, we just completed an artist spotlight uh, competition, and one of the winners, uh, his artist spotlight exhibition is actually going to be in January online, but uh, he is going to be participating in the in the February show. He's a sculptor from San Diego, and his pieces are five feet tall. So we're going to have to make sure that we allocate space for at least one of his pieces. And, and again, that's that's the physical limitations when you have a gallery. If you you know you don't have a cavern or space, mm-hmm. you you are really you are constricted by the bricks and mortars walls that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, some artists can't fit inside those. I've, I've represented artists in another career as a, as an attorney, and we had an artist who you know the biggest thing she did was probably four inches by four inches, but the other artist that we worked with, it was, you know, 30 feet by 60 feet, and Mm -hmm. that was small for him. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, you've got these kind of restrictions on what you can do. The other thing I find find really interesting, what I like about the idea of having the online is people who do – three-dimensional, like they'll do light installation or or something that's a little off the beaten path, mm-hmm. it's easy for them to have a place that can highlight their work. Right. Um, and that's kind of a cool thing. I mean, you, you've, you've hit on a great little, I'm not going to say niche, but you've hit on a great concept for a gallery where, you know, it's no borders, no walls, no anything. And that sort of like gives you so much to pick from. Yeah, it does. It it definitely opens us up to, uh, you know, a broader talent pool, which is nice because there are so many artists out there that are talented and there aren't enough galleries with gallery wall space for them to exhibit on, unfortunately. Uh, And this, you know, we try to do what we can to help artists, talented artists, 
um, to get exposure for their work. And that's a very difficult thing. You know, there are there are galleries, but they're limited in size or limited in space. Um, again, it all comes down to a kind of a business decision. Yours is a little bit more fluid. And it also allows you, I think, too, when you have that kind of online presence, you can be as controversial as you want to be or not be. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, it's, it's like the sky's the limit. I, I find that interesting. But let's go back. Chris is a, Chris is a, an artist. Mm-hmm. How does he fit into all of all of this? Um, well, he is, uh, you know, again, he still does his art. He's actually represented by Artize Gallery in uh, the Backstreet Art District. He has uh, his work in that gallery. And, um, you know, he did have it in Fusion when we were, we were open and we were at Bricks and Mortar Space. But um, he still does his own thing that's completely separate from Fusion Art, you know, but he is the, the primary juror of, um, you know, all of the exhibitions. It's difficult, I think, when you're the gallery to sort of make decisions. And when you're a juror, you kind of have to look at things without passion. I mean, you can't get emotionally attached and involved when you're when you're being the juror. Mm-hmm. When you're an artist and the gallery and the juror, mm-hmm. how does he do it? I mean, and I know Chris and he's a he's a very fair individual with a big heart and a big big smile, but you got to say no. Yeah, that's that's not always easy. Uh but he's actually very good at that. He has a very good eye for artistic talent. Um and you know he's he's very meticulous when he does his jurying and picking you know selecting the winners selecting the the people who win awards and even even down to every finalist you know again as i said not everybody who enters gets in not every piece they enter gets in he is very you know particular about uh you know the pieces that he accepts and again we we approach this you know as you said it's it's primarily a digital platform but we approach it from the uh place of a gal- actual gallery because we do have our annual group show and it is our reputation that's that's uh you know uh, if we choose things that that you know are not good that's going to reflect on us but see this is the thing i mean again we talk about the creative aspect of of the art world and we're both involved in that part of it mm-hmm. but you also have to look at it from this the, there's a business aspect which is you know a dirty word that no one really wants to talk about mm-hmm. but th- you do, as a gallery, have have a standard to uphold. Yes, and it's it's different. We had there was a gallery in the Palm Springs area, um, Rebel Gallery, mm-hmm. and what was interesting about Rebel it was just open to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave an opportunity for for young artists, and I don't mean necessarily age wise, but just young in terms of being in the art world, mm-hmm. an opportunity to put their work out there and get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. But not there comes a point where you have to you have to, to consider where you want to be as a as a business model mm-hmm. and what you want to bring in and it's it's hard i mean as a gallery, I look at work that comes in and i'm like wow i really I really might like it, but it's not something that I feel is a good fit for the gallery mm-hmm. um and it's it's difficult to say to somebody I like it, but mm-hmm. um it's very it, and I'm, I would never say to an artist, no, I hate it. But, you know, there are sometimes I'll get work in there that 
it's immature. It's immature in the way it's presented, like we talked about before. It's immature in the style, mm-hmm. and it needs to be refined. And so it's it's sometimes that's a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. As a gallery online, do you have to go through that sometimes where people say, why not? Did you not want me? We do. We do, actually. And, you know, we do have artists who will email if they, they weren't accepted. You know, they want to know why they weren't accepted or what was it about their work that we didn't like. And, you know, as we explained, it's not – a matter of necessarily liking a subject matter or a style or, or something like that. It really is about these criteria. We look at these specific things because that art has things like composition and balance and, um, you know, quality. So it's, you know, we do oftentimes give feedback to artists who ask for it. We don't necessarily offer it unsolicited, but if an artist comes back and wants to know why, we'll tell them. And, and you know, we do have very valid reasons for, for you know, whether we accept art or not. And again, having the digital platform, it, it has a little more freedom because on in a physical or bricks and mortar gallery space, you have limited wall space. We don't have those limitations on our website necessarily, but we do, again, for our annual group show. So our best in show winners, you know, they really are the best of the best that we see. And that's the way it should be. And and I'm going to say it's not like you're going to discourage somebody who hasn't had classical training. Mm-hmm. It's it's sometimes an artist is, I think we're all born artists, but some people it's just more distinctive and all that. Mm-hmm. Valerie Hoffman, thank you so much for being a part of us. And thank Fusion you Art, check it out. Fusion Art PS. And you know what? This is an opportunity, people, to get your work shown. It's an opportunity for you as a collector to pick up a gem that you may never have seen before. This is Colliding Worlds Radio. We're going to break for the news, and then we'll be back with more, I guess, art. Stay with us. Thanks so much, Angela, for having me. Anytime. Anytime.